What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Cooperators Beers Couch. I'm one of your hosts, Ben, and I am joined today by Gabe. Hello. I don't have anything fun to say for you today, Gabe. That's okay. It's, I'm. It's I'm, early. It is early. Um, gaming world champion rank five hundred and twenty-eight out of two thousand in NHLs. Twenty. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Have you been playing more? Uh, yeah, no, I've entered into the tournament. Oh, you've actually That's actually the, my rank. In the tournament. That's oh, my rank dang. right now. Yeah. We start round robin single game eliminations on Tuesday. The open tournament started last Tuesday, and I have 10 more games to go, and I've ranked five, whatever I just said. I've forgotten mm -hmm. already. 500 and something, something. 500 and something. Under 2000. It's not bad. It's not, not bad. horrible. It's no, not you're, good. You're in the top. It's in the middle. 25%. It's in the middle. Yeah. Uh, so if there's anyone out there who wants to sponsor me, would love that because yeah. playing against teams that are ranked 99 and I have my little scrappy team of 90s my team is is got a lot of heart but not the star power no but I, I don't know if that matters I don't know there's a huge debate right now about whether that matters or not and whether it's the players that actually are good or whether it's the cards that actually make the players good so yeah that's always my problem with uh, those kind of modes the pay to win pay to win yeah right? I don't know though I don't know because I've, I've yeah. beaten people who have really good cards but I've also gotten slaughtered by people who have horrible cards yeah so and I, I I'm surprised they still do it after all the pub that happened around Star Wars Battlefront last mm -hmm, mm -hmm. last year or the year before. And I'm like, all right, well, maybe the hut will be on its way out and it'll be less about getting new cards and yeah. more about something else. But it's EA. It, well, <laughs> that's the whole thing, right? They got rid of those things for Star Wars yeah. Battlefront now. Like, yeah. They made it really easy to like advance instead. So yeah. maybe they'll like move to that kind of system. Uh-huh. But it is such a lucrative market. One can only hope. Um, but yeah, no, it's exciting. It's new. It's it's fresh. It's it's uh. We'll see how it goes. I'm probably not gonna carry on forward, but we'll see. You never know. You never know. Anything can happen in single yeah. game elimination. So what's the uh, led to the antenna for that? Is that is there like a bigger tournament? Like in so, what happens right now? So you have the open tournament. So you take your your region of players, and I think there's like two thousand of us. I think is what it is for Canada, mm -hmm. Western Canada. And then once the round robin tournament single game elimination starts, once we're seeded, then you play against your seed. So if you're in the lower tier, you play the higher tiers and mm -hmm. higher tiers play the lower tiers. Yeah. And then you keep going, keep going until you have your top eight. And then the top eight fly to Toronto and Toronto has the finals. Top three of that then go to Vegas. Okay. So it's interesting. And when you get into the top eight, your teams are eliminated and you have to redraft your team. Makes sense. Which I feel like you should do in the beginning, because then you're playing all against these stacked teams. Yeah. But that's okay. It's like, whatever. Yeah. Um, but that's when you really separate the players, mm -hmm. uh, I think, because then only one person gets a Crosby, one person gets an Ovechkin, one yeah. person gets, like, the, the, the hot, top-end tier players. That's awesome. Yeah, I think well, it'll be really interesting. So I hope, I hope you do well. I think if I stay like this, I'm feeling happy. I think it's a victory regardless. Yeah. But am I going to Vegas? No. But... I'm excited well, you never to know. play. You never know, Gabe. Things can, anything can happen in a best of ones. It's true. That's, anything can happen. A big thing. I don't know, but I've been getting like royally destroyed. Like 30-0. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. But I've also won 6-2. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Um, I've got faith in you. I've seen you play. Yeah. You're pretty good. Um, I would say I'm, I'm all right. But uh, we're not here to talk about NHL, I realize. Yeah. How do people want to listen to this show? Because we haven't even talked about that, nor have we talked about what the hell this show is. So, on the Cooperators Reviewers Couch, if you don't know by now, we go episode by episode through a season of the current show that we're watching right now. That is Picard. Mm -hmm. um, this is episode eight. Uh, 
and it's called Broken Pieces, and that's kind of what this was. It was a broken episode in my mind. Yeah, it was not the strongest, but you also, I understand that they had to kind of like combine all the storylines together. They had to kind of mesh it together. And in order to do so, maybe it was at the expense of the overall narrative of the show and the quality of the show, because I felt like this episode not just was rushed, but just slapped together yeah. and a lot of potholes and things I'm just going to forgive because I think then the next two episodes are going to be quite strong. Mm -hmm. One can only hope. You can catch us on social media yeah. platforms. Uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Make an email. Uh, you can email us. All those links will be down in the description. And we would also talk about it more later on in the show. I do like that. Uh, you can also catch us uh, anywhere where podcasting services are available mm -hmm. which includes itunes google play music spotify yeah. podcasts everything uh if we're not on your favorite uh way of listening please let us know and we will get on there right away hell yeah don't forget to like like and subscribe or like whatever it is yes. that requires to do some sort of nice thing to yes you. please do and if you subscribe to the podcast you will get notifications when we first come out you also get an authentically growly sound from me Arr! I think with that, we'll just get into our, <laughs> our first initial thoughts and uh, then get into the show. Yeah, I like it. Um, like we said, I think I agree with you. I think that this episode was trying to do too much with the small amount of time it had. My analogy is it's like getting a hug. Everyone loves getting a hug. Some hugs are better than others. Was it my favorite hug? No. Okay. I was going to say the same kind of thing, but with like an ice cream sundae, sometimes like... <laughs> really good but sometimes they just you're like you're looking through like the ingredients you're like oh man i want this like these three things but also these other four things and you put them all together and then it just kind of tastes bad are you an oreo crumble kind of person i am mm. i like i like me some oreo mm. um i do like like hot fudge sundae though oh, like just fudge. a very plain like but when you start like seeing like oh well, i can also get strawberries and i can also get sprinkles Peaches. and i can get all oh, peaches like and you start like being like all these parts individually are really good, mm -hmm. but when you mash them all together, not so much. It kind of makes like a goopy mess. Yeah, yeah, it can be. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So good analogy. I, I think that's kind of what this episode was. Like they were oh, yeah. they tried to bring back Seven of Nine. Yeah. Uh, to get her ready for the next step, they tried to, they had to explain away the Borg, because like when she yeah. was there, it would have been way too powerful. Um, they had to try and alleviate things on the Lysena, the Lassiana, um, with Rios and all that. I was kind of confused about the him have already met the synth that looks like yeah. Soji and like that kind of thing. Yeah, that. But <laughs> it was like, but I get what they were trying to do. They're trying to build towards this next two episodes and it almost seemed like this episode they had to do 10 so this one was tacked on. Because I don't think we needed almost anything that was in this episode to get us to the next one. I think that we were already on board with them starting to go to the new place. Uh, I think connecting with Starfleet didn't make a ton of sense either. Mm -hmm. um, because, like, he might have explained all this stuff to Starfleet, but they didn't blame him the first time. Why would they blame him this time? Um, I mean, uh, yeah. But I did like some of the backstory stuff, like, with O and, like, the initial scene showing, like... People see this kind of vision and they start to go crazy. Can like, I say, though, that is also such an interesting thing of, like, what a process of elimination of people that you're interested in. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off, but, like, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> we have a group of ten. Oh, shit. Now we have a group of two. 
Yeah. It's like, because they all, like, one of them killed themselves. All and I was did. just like, what is happening? Oh, they all killed themselves. I, I was just like, what? there was, there were eight at the start in that circle. Because it was like, it's the something of eight. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then they only their... two lived because like one bashed in their head with a rock and one shot themselves. And it was just like, holy crap, this is dark. Well, like, this, again, though, if you're planning sh- on recruiting people, maybe that's not the best way to recruit yeah. people. Maybe. I don't know. But I'm like, just about efficiency. It was just a... This show has gotten way more dark than I think I've seen any Star Trek ever be. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure I totally like it, the way that it's going this dark. Like, I get it. And I think it's like a very different twist for Star Trek. But I'm not sure that's what we signed up for when we signed on to this show. Oh, interesting. Kind of thing, right? Like, I didn't think mm. it was going to be this dark. I knew there was going to be dark parts, like, you know, Dodge dying mm-hmm. at the start and, like, very graphically dying. But it was, like, they kind of just keep one-upping themselves on this, like, shocky value. Yeah, I'm okay with it just because I'm thinking about the demographic of, like, people who are watching the show and, and most of the audiences who watch Next Generation are now older. That's true. And so... um I think, like anything, it's like when you follow a really great, a, a good artist when you were younger, and now you're seeing them also mature too. It's, it's we're seeing these this character of Picard mature, but we're also seeing the illusion of Picard disappearing too. But I, yeah, I'm, I guess I agree with you too in a sense though because of what you thought you knew is, but I mean, mm-hmm. there's this interesting, maybe I'll pull it up when we do our deeper analysis. But there's this um, really great program I was listening to, which made me think about Picard a lot because of just how dark everything has gotten and. Um, I'm wondering what the takeaway message is with that, because to me, one of the themes about this show is about the binary of mm-hmm. how do we explain digital sentient life and the organicness of, of machine and human and, and symbolizing that connection and synergy between those two things. Um, just use a lot of words all at once. My nose is bleeding. Um, but basically, I, I, the other theme that I'm noticing too is just like, life is hard. Yeah. Life is dark. Um, and as somebody who's like a very optimistic person, um, I'm still really digging the show. So I think it's about the resiliency of all of those things mm-hmm. too, but who knows? I mean, we, we've got two episodes left, so maybe, two more. maybe we're just going to really put the foot down on our throats. Maybe. Or else they're going to be like, this is like going to be the next big thing. Like I'm, I'm excited to see how it pans out. I'm not off board with the show at all, Yeah. but it's still like that very shock value of like, I don't know if. If I was a parent, I don't know if I would let my kid watch this show. Oh, really? Whereas with Next Generation, I would definitely let my kid watch this show. Ah, this is so interesting. That's such an interesting thing to think about, too, because um, I think when we think about, like, what young people or children even can handle versus, like, you know, what we perceive and what what the reality is Mm -hmm. and what actually in general does happen to them, I think it's such an interesting debate and it's an interesting conversation because I think I would. I probably would. Because I think with anything... Each each event or thing that happens in someone's life, it's good to have a conversation about because I think if you can facilitate the conversation instead of keeping it away, mm-hmm. um, when you start to hide or prohibit, that's when things get um, taken out of context or even more abused in a way without even that knowledge of it. Yeah. If you talk about things in an open way and are open to it to have like a, a tool of learning, um, I think that gives you that avenue to be like... So this is why we drink. This yeah. is why we do these things. That's this fair. is why there's death. This is why there's violence. Yeah. Um, 
and to know what those boundaries are and like mm-hmm. each again but everything's a different case by case situation right yeah. some people can't handle that and exactly. some people can really handle it quite well mm-hmm. um but yeah that's such an interesting thing man that's a great question if we had really active listeners i would be like what do you think yeah would you let your children watch picard because yeah. i think that's such a great question yeah huh all right. I think with that, we'll jump into the plot recap. Plot recap. It's the plot recap with Ben. And now he's going to tell us how it went. That's the end of my song. <laughs> Each one gets better, I think. <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> but we start this episode like we start every episode, it seems, in Picard. With a flashback. This flashback depicts the Commander O and a a group of females around a glowing bar, I guess. It kind of looks like a table from some views, but I think it was just like a bar that they grabbed onto to like get this kind of memory. It's such a very like local um, (laughs) image because we, we happen to live in an area over the west coast but to me it's like if you ever get a chance to see this place called science world yeah there's that circular tube yep. and you throw in a coin and it goes in there that's what that's it looked what it like to like, me yeah. it was like a glowing thing of that yeah um <laughs> everyone's like what the fuck is yeah. that listen i was descriptive on it if you don't know what that is google that shit yeah standing in the the circle uh in a desert oh <laughs> who is apparently not just Romulan, but half Vulcan, which why she could do the nine mail thing. Mm. I was very confused at like last episode. You know, I was like, oh, maybe like everyone can do it if they do like the weird hand talk about thing. an interspecies relationship. Yeah. Oh. Um, and their ancestors uh, came here long ago and discovered the memories of an ancient civilizations that met a grim fate, which is the flashbacks that we saw when Girardi got the mind melt put on her. Um. That race left behind an object known as the admonish, admonishment, or Shen, oh, um, which warned of horrors and annihilation coming from the skies above. Yeah. It is. It would, yeah. Then O's grandmothers first endured the admonishment, uh, and the Vat... Vashti? Vash, Vashti? Nope. That's the other one. Oh, right. Uh, the Zotvash. Zotvash. Were yeah. born, which are basically the Taushayar kind yeah. of thing. For hundreds of years, the group uh, operated in the shadows, preventing the second coming of the Destroyers. Uh, at the glowing table, which, yeah, that's yeah. what I call it at least, uh, <laughs> uh, in a circular pool, uh, here the Vat, Mar- the Vat, <sighs> damn it. Zatvash uh, members all place their hands on this weird green thing and they all start to get these crazy visions uh, which again we've already seen yeah. uh, go through yeah. Dr. Girardi's mind. Uh, though these visions were so intense that one of the most disturbing scenes I've seen yet on the show happens mm-hmm. where everyone starts screaming mm-hmm. one lady like scratches apart her face mm-hmm. one bashes her own face in mm-hmm. with a rock one shoots herself with a phaser uh and then i think it's what uh god i can never remember her name Narek's sister mm-hmm. uh, i forget what her name is but she's on the board queue we find out later on that's the same R- person rizzo yeah or something like that something like that yeah um as well as ramda survives it yeah but she seems to have gone half crazy from it mm-hmm. um 
she's uh, told by O that their work begins on Mars, which kind of leads us to... We uh, know now officially that that was a... That was their... Attempt. Attempt to... It was a setup job! Yeah, to ban all sentient, uh, synth life so that uh, this kind of thing wouldn't happen. Yeah. We now flash forward to present day where Rizzo uh, visits her now comatose aunt Ramda. So we do learn that they are related. Mm-hmm. Um, and whom they say has lost her mind with uh, Panache. Yeah. Panache. There Panache. we go. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, apparently Ramda broke the Borg cube uh, through the sheer force of her grief. Um, when it tried to assimilate her... Uh, Talshiar ship uh, years earlier. So yeah. that was the reason why this board cube got taken out of the mix. Yeah, exactly. Which is pretty intense. Yeah. Um, we then... Uh, she gets a call and she says that the freak Onor uh, is still out there and that she needs to go find her. Um, a skirmish ensues and Onor is rescued by none other than Seven of Nine. How the hell did she get there? I... Why? Well, and, okay. first, I know how she got so there. many questions. The tag that she pr- he pressed called her. Yes. But how did she get into the ship? Yeah. One, how did that happen? Two, how did you get the new ship? Three, um... Well, I mean, she's part of a group. She probably just got a new ship. I just need to see it, though. Okay. I just need to... Like, there was just, like... And also, so convenient. Oh, yeah. And I'm just so... I mean, that's great. I'm glad... I'm glad she's back. Yeah. Uh... What yeah. the shit? Yeah. After she sees him, though, uh, she walks up and asks where Hugh is. Yeah. And Eleanor, in a kind of an odd moment for him, just hugs her. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow. Like, ooh. Ooh, that was a powerful moment. Yeah. And also, again, though, but there's no, like, moment for Seven of Nine to be like, oh, fuck, I'm back in a board cube. Yeah. Like, we had one for Picard. We're not going to have one for Seven of Nine? But that we don't know if this is the first time she's been on another board cube. Because she's been I know. off with a bunch of... I know, but still. It's just like, we're giving no room for that character now. Yeah. And I'm like, the moment I saw this happen, I was like, oh, I see what we're doing. We're setting we're just up. Gonna, we're going to smash all this shit together. It's just set up. Um, we now flash back to the uh, La Serena. Rios freaks out at the sight of Soji. Which is kind of a weird moment. It was so bizarre. I was like, what is happening? I and... literally thought we maybe skipped an episode. Yeah. Because I was like, what is happening? There's yeah. so much that... and I thought it might have been, like, grief, because, like, uh, Dr. Girardi, like, yeah. freaked out and, like, almost died, and then he sees the person that, like, all this is about, and maybe he was like, oh my god, but no, it's just something completely different. Um, but we'll get into that when it comes along. Um, he agrees to Picard's request to chart a course for Deep Space 12, which is the closest star, uh, Starfleet base. Mm-hmm. Uh, after which he proclaims, I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm done with you. Done yeah. with Soji. Yeah. I'm going to drop you off and I'm out. Yeah. Um, Picard tells Soji that there is no choice but to trust him, which would make him angry as well. Mm-hmm. But it's the situation that they're in. Um, his trustworthiness, though, <laughs> was immediately called out by Rafi, yeah. um, who introduces herself to Soji and then kind of just blames Picard in a way, like reminding yeah. us like he's an old man, he's an old like man. you're a you're a fool kind of thing. Yeah, uh, saying that Girardi is a double agent whom Rafi had 
uh, deduced is a Romulan spy uh, because she tried to inject herself with a thing that would get rid of the tracker that was inside her. Hell yeah. And that she killed Bruce Maddox. Yep. With all of which we know is true. Yep. And it kind of... I like it because it kind of gives a... An, a yes moment for Robbie. Yeah. Yep. Like, and she's also sobered up fully and like she looks like she can't get alcohol or anything else. Yeah. Which is awesome. Um, it like really kind of showing like She's like, I'm not crazy. I'm. I was screwed over, and all this stuff. I'm just like, oh, what's yeah. the word? What's the word? Um, ratifying. Or it's vindication. Vindication. Too. There we go. Yeah. It's also interesting too because she's. We're actually even in the last two episodes too. Though she was kind of spiraling out, we understand a little bit more about the type of officer she was mm-hmm. and how effective she was as a, as a good second in command. Yeah. Um, and really does a good job about the details. Which I think Picard doesn't do. No, not at all. Which we're really, I'm really kind of getting more of a clear picture. Yeah. Um, uh, Picard uh, tells Soji to not mind Rafi and her rudeness, uh, but she then goes, uh, slams Picard, <laughs> recklessly uh, predicting his entire mission and rescue and sacrifice and redemption on Soji who he doesn't know anything about except for that she has a single node of Data's uh, neurons. Mm-hmm. Picard chat then moves into his study area and has a hologram chat with Animal Clancy, who he t- who tells him to shut the fuck up. <laughs> like that, again, not your old school Star Trek. No, not at all. Uh, but agrees to his demands and sends a squadron to rendezvous with him at Deep Space 12. This was the only part for me that I felt like wasn't um, messy. Because yeah. it, I, I was like, oh, okay, here's what's going to happen. We're going to get the squadron and they're not, they're going to kill her. Yeah. So this is interesting now. Yeah. Now we're going to see Starfleet's role in all of this yeah. too. And, and Picard's going to really have his earth shattered. Yeah. So I was like, cool. I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah it was good. It was a good moment. So you think they're going to betray him? Oh, for sure. Well, I don't think they're going to betray I don't think she, the, that Admiral, is going to betray. But someone will. But B- Commander O is part of the Starfleet, and I'm sure she has mm. agents that are on that squadron. See, I don't know if she's still part of Starfleet anymore. After that conversation, I feel like he might have, she might have, like, brought O in. Maybe. I don't think that, so, though. That would be my guess, because he, like, told her about O. Like, at least I assume that he would have. I don't think so. I don't think so. Unless, here's the thing, unless things have been clearly, um, unless there was clear exposition of it, I think for us as an audience, then it hasn't happened. Unless we're going to do this whole like, oh, but I said it in the conversation, uh, and then I'm like, and then I'll get angry. Well, I guess it would just be like a common sense because like, he knows about it now because of uh, Girardi. Girardi But I think that scene was after, or was it before? And if it It was before. After, but still like you would have, I think you would assume because the reason that she came was because of O. We can all... I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Um, Rios has locked himself in his own quarters because he's being a little cry person. Yeah, he's very emotionally distraught, and we yeah. don't understand why still at this point. Raffi talks, uh, <laughs> talks to the Rios holograms, and it is some of the best scenes in this entire show, is that she's talking to each one of them, and they're all... It must be such a fun character to play, because you get to be all these different personas yeah when you're playing it i just I, again for me this wasn't as satisfying as i wanted it to be because i oh, knew really? this was going to happen and i was so excited to see all of the holograms in succession 
and and like again like if you're the if you're the actor what a performance oh, and yeah. what a what a joy it would be to play this character and those different holograms with the different accents and the different mannerisms mm-hmm. and the characters but for this reason i just am like ugh, okay you're basically giving us a reason for this based on nothing as an audience because we don't know why yeah and i wish if we had had that explained a little bit better prior in prior episodes i'd be like oh my god what a genius way of doing this it's so cool and it is a great scene Mm -hmm. like i love the scene and i love raffi like realizing oh shit that's not rios yeah (laughs) uh so she asked the holograms about the symbol of the eight circles that uh she has noticed romulans uh were drawing after the artifact Mm. and learns about uh it's sorry learns about them and they're called the octonary mm-hmm. uh and it's a group of seven suns with a planet in the middle correct uh raffi deduces that the conclave of eight didn't refer to people it actually uh, referred to a place mm-hmm. where the conspiracy met mm-hmm. um they kind of go into this a little bit uh that saying that why would someone bring together eight suns and like bring them from all around the universe and have the plan in the middle? Um, and one of the holograms was like, because they could show off, yeah, <laughs> they'd be like, I can do this thing, yeah, but then realize that it was more of a message, yeah, for Home. future, yeah, 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 very cool though, very cool scene because you've got what is it, Irish accent, English accent, Mexican or a uh, Hispanic, I should say, Hispanic, yeah. Latinx accent, and then we've got Australian too, wasn't it? Australian, yeah. and we have a neutral kind of like middle West Coast American accent, yeah, and then I think that's it, and then there's French and stuff. There's oh yeah, fr- the French one, French accent yeah. too. Yeah, there's so many of them, and it's it's what a fun thing to do. What range for that actor too? Like, yeah, I can't even do a single accent. Yes. You'll get there. I can do a Boston accent. Ah. (laughs) He's not going to do it in person, is he? I have it square. Have it square. Um, What else could I say? Um, I'm walking here. (laughs) Ma. Ma upstairs. Ma upstairs? (laughs) I'm not sure that's Boston. It is. It is. Is You put an R after the vowels. Okay. That's where the ah comes from. Oh, okay. It's it's Boston. Boston. No, no, it's the O's are short. I'm Boston. Boston. Boston accent. Boston accent, ah, yeah. That doesn't sound Boston me. It's it depends on what region. Guess, if yeah. you're from Southie, then you know it's more of a more of a more of an accent, like kind of more accentuated in the <laughs> accent. Um, but if you're just like a non-regionalist accent, it's just Boston. Yeah. So after this, we have a small uh, scene between Soji and Picard while they're eating dinner. Uh, where Picard <laughs> describes um, bizarre scene too. Yeah, describes Data as brave, uh, curious, gentle, and had child's wisdom, unclouded by habit or bias. Um, he made us all laugh, except when he was trying to make us laugh, which is a good sentiment. Um, she asked them if Data loved him, which he didn't have the answer to, uh, and then the conversation kind of concludes. That Data did love Picard in part because he she's desperate to believe that she can love as well, mm-hmm. um, and also the similarity between Picard and Data too about how they're yeah, both not good at not showing, good at showing their emotion. love and emotion and, um, yeah, it was a very interesting scene because like she even was talking to him was like, what if my history like I believe I have a history but it's not true, 
and I can't even like tell you if I like something. Yeah. Because I'm not sure if it's me saying I don't like it or my program saying yeah. that. And he, she's like, you don't know what that's like. But in a way that he does. Yeah. When he was assimilated, all that stuff would have kind of been right along his head, right? And mm-hmm. like, when he got unassimilated, not like it all went away. Mm-hmm. So I think that in him saying, no, I don't understand what it's like, it's almost like a, I'm going to agree with you because that's what you need to hear right now. Maybe, yeah. Not because like, I didn't go through something... Not maybe not the exact same, but something similar when I was assimilated and yeah. into being a robot, basically. Yeah, I don't know what the whether it's empathy or not empathy or, or what what that what Picard's doing. I also there's a part of me that like it's such a stretch. Um, and if I were to go back and watch each episode, especially when the scenes are talking about data, if I was someone who was really gonna do a close reading of it, I you could make the argument that the creators of this show who not all have allegiances to Next Generation, are kind of making a bit of a love story for Data and Picard. Yeah. Which I think is, like, that's kind of beautiful because you're basically talking about transcending species. You're talking about transcending um, what normal... what we would deem as normal in a relationship. Yeah. Like, to have a machine with a human is quite... is, like, unconscionable. And then to have Soji say these things of, like, oh, I can love... Mm-hmm. Um, I think is such an interesting thing, but also we know that Picard is. I mean, in Next Generation, he really didn't have any like close relationships aside from like Beverly Crusher mm-hmm. and the odd special guest appearance by <laughs> by a by special Whoopi. actor by of, Whoopi. Yeah, well, no, but also just like other actresses that yeah. would come in and just be like the the woman in space mm-hmm. for that episode. And so it's kind of interesting to see if that's a direction that they're subtly trying to do. And if they are, I wonder what that message is. Yeah, I'm not sure it's a romantic love. I think it's a... Yeah. Like a familial or like a friendship. Like, I mean... Well, I think... It's like that kind. I don't think that they're trying to make like a romantic storyline. I think they're trying to be... Like, he loved his friend and his friend loved him, even though he couldn't... He wasn't built for that. Right. Program yeah, for that yeah, because yeah. they hadn't advanced to where they are with Soji. Yeah, I guess for me, I can see someone really extracting that out and, I can and taking that. Well, but I can also yeah. see it as like absolutely, it's just a kinship. It's a, yeah. they're they're platonic soulmates, yeah. and they have been riding it through together for this long. And he's mourning, eyes. he's mourning the death of his of his best friend. Yeah, and he's trying to do right by his best friend. Uh, so we go to a short scene with Rios going through a, his old cigar box and finding a picture of him and his old Starfleet commander, mm-hmm. uh, or captain, uh, Alonzo Vandermeer. Mm-hmm. As well, a sketch of him and a woman who looks just like Soji. At this point, we realize that he might have seen... That's when I got angry. That's when I got yeah. so mad. I was just like, oh, mm-hmm. why? <laughs> Moving back to the Borg Cube, Seven and Elnor access the Queen's cell. Seven has begun regenerating the cube, which mm-hmm. is probably a bad idea. Uh, her plan is to reconnect the Borgs to each other in a micro-collective run by her. And in case you're wondering, does that mean Seven of Nine is a Borg queen? Yes. Yes, she is. Yes. Um, queen shit. She fears that it's... Uh, if she... That... Once she enslaves, quote-unquote, the Borg again, she might not want to release them from... Uh, the collector's control, and they might not want to be released. Mm-hmm. Uh, little does she know that Rizzo has a plan and exterminates a bunch of the XBs and jettisons all the Borg into space, which, again, is a terrible scene. Like, one, the animation on it wasn't amazing. 
No, but, but it was still but the second one. She was like, "Holy, you just murdered thousands and thousands of people." It was mass murder. Yeah. Yeah, and like, yeah. So, Rizzo, bad. Can't wait till she dies. <laughs> Narek, bad. Can't wait till he dies. Oh, bad. Can't wait till she dies. Yeah, there's a lot of nasty people. And it, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Uh, God, this this sorry, this goes back and forth a lot. So, um, moving back to Picard, uh, in the uh, Chateau study, Raffi meets with Rios five, uh, with Rios's five holograms, each of which contains part of his personality and memory, which we learned was an auto function of the ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and though he said he hated it, he never turned them off. Mm-hmm. Um, they reveal that Rios has discharged was discharged from Starfleet and suffered a traumatic breakdown, quote unquote, after an incident that involved a woman named Jaina and uh, his uh, captain's suicide, which is also intense. We kind of knew that was how it happened, but when it, he first talked about it, I assumed it was in a battle. That's what I thought too. I think we yeah. both thought that, and then now that. It's again. I like that they've tried to like unite these storylines, but it this one was it's, real forced. Yeah, it's too much, too fast, and like most of the series, it's too heavy handed. Yeah, like I've noticed that a lot. This one is for sure. Yeah. I would agree with you. This one was the yeah. heavy handed one because I was just like, what? Yeah. When were we gonna connect these dots earlier, motherfuckers? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Picard confronts Girardi about her uh, indiscretions. Uh, she confesses that she killed Maddox, uh, because Commodore O poisoned her mind with visions of century, of a centuries-old apocalypse, um, which we have seen and talked about a couple times now. Mm-hmm. She says that this calamity came about because of man's hubris, uh, we are at a threshold unless we act quickly to destroy and even, uh, and e- destroy even the possibility of synthetic life. Hell is gonna come here, basically. Mm-hmm. Um courtesy of this the destroyer and then Soji walks in me mm-hmm. uh, I was like damn damn Soji you are that is yeah that is a thing I also think that that's yeah my theory is that's a misread prophecy I think yeah. she is the destroyer but she's the destroyer of this horrible collective yes I think the collective are the actual destroyers I agree yes um Girardi because it seems like everything they're doing is like creating worse and worse things happening like they were the reason why Mars blew up, and the reason why they couldn't get enough help to help the Romulan homeworld, and like, it's just like, they're creating all these dominoes, and they're pushing it, thinking that they're doing the right thing, mm-hmm. and it keeps making things worse, worse, worse. Almost worse, like worse, they're the worse. analogy for the United States' foreign policy. Oof. Ayo! That is very political for this podcast. Shots fired. But it's true. Sorry to our American friends, if you like your political landscape. I mean, let's be real here, guys. No, nope, we're not going to talk about it anymore. We, that is for a different podcast. <laughs> Girardi meets Soji and is amazed that she sleeps, eats, cries, and even drinks like a real human. Uh, she calls Soji a technological masterpiece as well as a work of art. Uh, Ooh. All because she has some beauty dots and a mole. Yeah. <laughs> well, but it, I actually like I that, it. though. Gir- the way Girardi... I, so this scene, I really enjoyed because of the way she describes... Like, I took notes... <laughs> yeah. Let's just say I took notes because I was like, "That's a nice compliment. That's pretty good." Yeah. Um, the she, constellations. Now that Gerardi's yeah. met her, uh, despite co- the Commodore's orders, she would never harm Soji. Though Soji said, uh, 
so you were going to destroy me, and mm -hmm. I would never let that happen. And she wouldn't. She would kill Girardi. Yeah, it's also interesting because Girardi's now completely 360'd. Yes. And it, it went from, like, it went 360 back to another 360. And you're like, really? Like, or it's, I guess 180 to then 180. But it's just like... I'm okay with it. I'm not. I'm okay with it because I was, like, I, I, I was fine watching her do her breakdown because I knew that was going to be inevitable because you can't be a human being and not be conflicted about the things that are going on in your life and especially the things that she's done. But to see the, the transition of how fast she was into accepting of Soji and realizing what she had done is wrong, I think also is sped up. But again, I think we're in a time crunch. Yeah. And I think that's why I this, this really episode good. in general... Again, very heavy-handed. I think the episode title fits really well with how this yes. episode went down. Yeah. <laughs> um... <clears throat> Rafi finally sits down with Rios in his room and uh, recounts the sorrowful backstory that he has. Um, on a diplomatic mission, his Starfleet crew came upon a ship of two passengers, uh, known as the Beautiful Flower, uh, and a younger prodigy named Jana. Following a la uh, the Black Flag directive from Starfleet, uh, Vandermeer executed these two visitors and ended his own life. Rios this was all because uh, he was told that if he didn't, his ship would be destroyed, destroyed and all members on the crew would be killed, which is really messed up, again, by Starfleet. Um, yep. Rios covered up this crime so the Starfleet didn't destroy his entire ship uh, and then left Federation six months later, a broken man. He confirms that Janna was uh, identical to Soji, meaning that... Uh, he was one, or she was one of Maddox's first synthetics. Um, so, I mean, again, like we talked about, that was very heavy-handed kind of yep. deal there. But it also confirms something to me, though. We're seeing data. Yeah. We're definitely going to see data. Data is going to be there, and I'm going to be thrilled as punch. Yeah. Uh, Rizzo, <laughs> back to the... Uh, <laughs> the board ship Rizzo executes a room full of XBs seeing mm. this uh, through the monitor Seven connects herself to become the new queen of this ship mm -hmm. um, at this Rizzo blasts the stasis Borgs into space uh, as we talked about um, as the Romulan fleet starts to head towards the home world um, though she is then attacked by a horde of Borgs who were not killed I think these were reclaimed Borgs? No, they were no, all... They were like, like, she did do a, a mass purge of, of a lot of them, but not all of them. All the, not yeah. all of them. Because some of the drones did get activated yeah. and, and didn't get uh, shot out the And somehow, lock. again, like, there was, like, this was a zombie moment. Like, them all reaching in with their hands and, like, grabbing at her. And then she is able to beam herself out again. Hated it. I'm, I'm not going to lie. This one actually irked me because yeah. if I remember correctly, if y'all are Borg, then you've got the technology to quickly, like thrust into people's skin to assimilate them within yeah. seconds. And I'm pretty sure that's what happened to the first person behind her. Yeah. So what the fuck? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I just, why did they all, like, go over top of her and just, like, grab her? Like, and not assimilate her. Just, I just assimilate her. Or just murder her. <sighs> I think that's what the Queen's Directive was, was just to murder this person. I'm just so... Um, whatever. It's so fine. that, I found that very frustrating. And it just the fact that gonna... she's able to just beam out of these things, like, I thought the other thing was, like, if someone was on you, you couldn't beam out because they would beam with you. But that was back in the day. Maybe this is new technology. I don't know. It's still dumb. Um, I found that the beaming stuff with her has really irked me 
in a bad way. And I think that if it keeps happening, I will maybe step back and be like, all right, then come on, guys. Like Maybe, yeah. Or maybe we're just saving it for the last two episodes. Again, yes. But at the same time, like, don't... Then don't have that scene in there. Yeah. Have her just gone already. Yeah. Right? Like, why have that scene where she gets attacked just to beam out anyways? Like, that just seemed like a waste of, mm-hmm. what... Maybe two minutes, a minute, two minutes. I didn't even think it wasn't that long. It was right. like 30 seconds. Even still, like, that's a waste of time that you could have added to something else. Mm-hmm. I found a lot of the stuff with her was like, you could have had all those deaths off yeah. screen. You could have had her be like, I'm going to go wipe out the XBs. Oh, totally. And then have that just be it. Yeah. Like, we don't need to see her going through and killing a bunch of, like, comatose kind of people. Yeah. No, but I'm they decided to keep it in, uh, and we move back to La Serena, where the crew gathers for a cards on the table kind of chat mm-hmm. uh gerardi apologizes for what she has done and she's going to be turning herself in when they read deep space 12 that's not going to happen because we know how the show goes uh rios gives soji french fries and peppermint milkshake which she dips the fries into that could be good i've seen people do it i've seen people do it with like frosties mm-hmm. Why not with a peppermint milkshake um sweet and salty right I'm going to get french fries after this, I think. Oh, that'd be good. The treat, uh, he knows that she loves from the brief encounter that he had with Jaina, who is basically the exact same person, even though Soji was not the exact same person as Dodge. But anyway. Uh, and he, he, I guess he's in love with her. I, I guess like, so. If, I'm know, so just, confused. He met her for like a day. Like, no, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. But the part that confused me the most is that if he loved her that much wouldn't there have been some mention of her earlier on yes. like just even like a little clue like a little crumb or just like, like we don't need to see a, a huge like a weird form. comparison like just yeah a like if you had even thought. said to Girardi, like the last person i loved died yeah anything, anything. I, I would have been okay with or that. the last person i loved was murdered yeah right like that sure. would have like at least set us somewhat up for like yeah. this kind of thing unless he was Although okay, now I'm now I'm now I'm stupid. I just realized he covered it all up, so he can't really talk about it, can he? Mm-hmm. So he could still talk about it, but I don't know, just, man. I don't know. Not even with, just for us, he could talk about it. <laughs> just just for the just for the us, audience, just between us, yeah, just between us, squirrel friends. Uh, Rafi explains that two hundred to three hundred thousand years ago, uh, someone dragged eight suns together and hung the a planet in the middle of them. Uh, to house this abolishment thing, mm-hmm. um, which warns of a past in which synthetic life was created, then evolved point, past the point of being able to be destroyed. Hell yeah. Fearing that the synthetic divided line might be crossed in the future, Romulans dis- formed the, va- the Zot Vash to terminate any and all mm-hmm. synthetic life. Mm-hmm. Um, O has been carrying off this crusade as a mole in Starfleet as she started as a low-level person and made her way up in the ranks in order to stay in there. Uh, she's orchestrated a, the false flag attack on the Mars and led to the synthetic ban. Hell yeah. I feel like at this point she thought that might have been the end of it all, but it wasn't, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, after hearing all this, uh, Rios encount, uh, recounts his encounter with Jaina and Soji locks everyone out of the bridge, which is awesome. And starts to like chart a, co- chart a course, sorry, to um, her home world. And it's kind of a good scene here. Yeah. Like he yeah. starts singing this lullaby. Yeah. And it disables the entire ship. Yeah, I like which that. Which was awesome. Like it's such a 
interesting way to like disable a ship. Yeah. Because like most people just like start calling to like stop things. Uh, and after talking, Rios uh, reluctantly agrees to the plan. And later, uh, Picard consoles him about Vandermeer's death. Mm-hmm. If you want to learn know more about it, you can watch the episode. I found this part very boring. And... I mean, it was sad, but it was also... Uh, we we don't just... know enough about the type of captain that Vandermeer was to know how much of a loss this was. Yes. Aside from knowing that Rios took it really personally. In all honesty, this is the kind of reveal that would happen in like season two or three of a show there you have more of a connection to Rios and like you start learning why he is how he is but this or, is... yeah or we could have had it in episode three no I, I think that this is the kind of thing that you'd want to build towards and make it a big plot point but it, yeah. for the having it thrown in feels like it's being just kind of thrown in to be like all right well this is why he's joined the mission perhaps but... they they know something that we don't though of like maybe this show's only good for two seasons I don't know who maybe. knows who knows um Rios is worried about the possibility that Soji might really be the destroyer of worlds. Um, but Picard says, The past is written, the future is left for us to write. We have powerful tools, Rios. Openness, optimism, and the spirit of curiosity. Nah, I, dug, of, I dug that quote. Yeah, kind of the uh, stuff. Um, all they have is secrecy and fear. The fear is the great destroyer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, with that, La Serena takes off through the vortex. It looks like they're going to be using a weird, like, time-space thing, what I imagine will be kind of like Guardians yep. of the Galaxy. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, followed closely by an enemy ship that, via cloaking, has been tailing them the entire time. And we all know who this shitty person is. It's <laughs> definitely Narek. <laughs> shitty person. We don't know he's... The... And that's the episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I just... I've t- We've talked a little bit of my, about my thoughts, but I've got to say, like, this is probably my least favorite episode. The episode I know I've said yeah. that, like, over and over again, like, because they keep, like, kind of, like, things. Mm-hmm. But this, like, they made a lower bar with, I think, episode six. Mm-hmm. That's the one with the weird water skating, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever the episode that was, they put a pretty low bar on that. This kind of like somehow still cracked that bar and went below it. Yeah. For me, I think that there was too many thoughts heavy handedly thrown at us in order to set up the last two episodes, which I'm sure will be great now that we have this set up. But they really should have taken their time throughout the entire season to get us here. Mm-hmm. Not one episode of random, not fun things. Yeah. And like just kind of, yeah, I don't know. I think that. It just was a weak way to lead us into the penultimate and the ultimate episode. Mm, yeah, I mean, on on one hand, yes. On the other hand, though, maybe it needed to happen so that it does lead us into really strong two episodes. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. If that's if the price we pay is one, for me at least, in my experience of this show so far, one crooked episode. And again, aptly titled, Broken, Pro- Broken Peace Places. Places? Pieces? Pieces. And... I think, like, yeah, that makes sense to me. We're going to call it that because it was a sloppy one. Um, Did it carry out the narrative? Sure. Did it do it in a good job? Mm, Debatable. But I also found that um, there were little things here and there that I really enjoyed. And, like, highlights for me from this episode were, for sure, um, the description of Girardi and how she views Soji, I thought was really eloquent and articulate. And I was really down for that. And I was like, that's a really good way to describe someone who's beautiful. That's solid. Yeah. 
and then Picard talking about Data and how much he's realized he does love him. And then we also have Seven of Nine going back to the cube. Mm-hmm. I really would have liked to see more of that, but I'm... The show's called Picard. It's not called Seven of Nine, which I understand, but I still would have liked to see more. I'd watch that spinoff, though. But it was Seven cool to see her become a board queen. Yeah. And, you know... I was going to say that's probably my favorite episode, like part, like when she becomes yeah. the queen, like when she realizes like everything, like all the people are like, all the drones are dying mm-hmm. and she's like, I need to do something about this and like plugs herself mm-hmm. even, even though she's hesitant. Yeah. And then after she is done, she unplugs, like she take, like she gives, <clears throat> like yeah. she gives up the queenship basically, because in her queen voice or I guess her Borg voice, uh, she says that she uses her actual name, but like seven and nine mm. has not is not ready and is not done doing what she needs to do, and yeah. it unplugs her and makes her human again. Which and is I'm like it's it's so cool too because I think being the Borg queen, there's a lot of symbolism in that of like just also not only being um, a monarch but also being a mother. Yeah, and I think there's a lot to be said because her original, she never had a child. She had something close to offspring, which was killed, as we know in in the earlier episodes. And so for her to be a mother to hundreds now, I think there's something to be said about that in her arc too of changing and realizing maybe that is her realizing that there's still more work to be done of being a human being. Yeah. Um, for me though, this episode touched on like one thing that I think you've also touched on too. Um, and that is like how dark this show is getting. And, um, last week or during the week, um, I was listening to this really interesting show and they, uh, the show was doing an interview on uh, a, a rabbi and the rabbi's name, I wrote it down, is Harold Kushner. And one of the quotes, he wrote a book called when bad things happen to good people. And one of the quotes I really like is he says, Life is painful if you do it right. Life will inevitably hurt you. And the quality you need is not to lead a charmed life so that you'll never be tested. The quality you need is the resilience to get over that. The answer is live bravely. Live bravely in an unreliable world. Which I really dig and uh, to me fits a lot more with where this show is headed. Because Mm -hmm. I think that's the whole point of this series is that what we assumed in Next Generation when Next Generation was happening um, was everything's going to work out in the end. It's so cool. You know, the... Uh, what's it called? The Prime Directive. Mm-hmm. We have the Prime Directive. We have Starfleet Academy. All these things are going to work itself out because if you live this noble life, you're going to have a great story and a great thing. And the way in which I think this show is kind of really being subversive in this way of saying it's actually not true Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how good you are you could be like Riker and Diana Troy and be these really righteous people but bad stuff still happens it's uh, yeah and it's not about how good you are it's 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 the fact that you can live through it and you can still continue on and keep on trucking and Mm -hmm. that's that's I think how it's going to go because yeah yeah things don't go according to plan yeah so, I don't know. I really like that. And we see examples of that through each of the characters, especially in this episode, too. Like, we see that happen with Rios. Mm-hmm. And Rios still carries on. Raffi, we find out, is no longer spiraling out. She's now sober. Yeah. Um, we just are learning more and more about these characters. Girardi's turning a corner. Um, so, to me, this episode, um, you know, I think it's a lot about resiliency. Yeah. And as, as, as much as I said, you know, it's kind of sloppy, broken pieces. It's not really the but there are highlights for me. And then for me, this is the bigger highlight. And I think it was great that you brought up this whole thing about just dark. This whole series is dark. I think it fit really well because I was listening to the show and I was like, oh, man, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. That's making me think of Picard. Yeah. But yeah. Cool. cool. 
Yeah. Um, I think those are all my thoughts. Yeah. What about you? Anything, That's it. Anything, no. Any final words for it? Um, I think we are going to see data. I think data was rebuilt. I think Maddox rebuilt data. And I think there's going to be this deus ex machina moment of before data died, he met with Maddox and they did the whole transfer thing mm-hmm. and it actually worked. And Data's going to be reunited with Picard, and Picard's going to finally be like, I can rest now. And then we're going to have a cliffhanger for season two. Of course. And then I'm going to be like, fuck this series, because Mm -hmm. we're done. The mission is over. Um, But you never know. Yeah. Cool, cool. If Data dies again, I'm going to be choked. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be choked. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to cry so goddamn hard. Unless it's this time, Picard's going to give his life for Data's life. That's That's how the series ends. Calling it now. Okay. If Data comes back, yeah. in the end, Picard will give him so- his life up for I'd Data's. Be, yeah. If Data doesn't come back, he's going to give his life for Sochi. Ah, uh, okay. That's going to be. But then what's like, season two? Well, that, no, that'll be season oh. two. That'll be the end of season two. Something's going to happen. And he's. Nice. The only way I see this working out is if he dies. Okay. Yeah, as a final. Okay. Um, sweet. Well. That brings us to the end of the episode. You can catch us again, like we said at the start of the show, on social media. We are on Facebook at The Cooperators. Uh, we are on Twitter at Operators underscore The Co. Mm-hmm. And we are on Instagram at The Cooperators. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are getting more and more on top of this social media scheduling yeah. stuff. Uh, I know the world is a little bit crazy out there. Please stay safe, stay healthy. Oh, yeah. Uh, make sure you're practicing social distancing. COVID 19 is a big deal. Um, I just want to kind of give a. Just to make sure you're keeping on top of everything. Make sure you're checking the websites on the best way to deal with it. Keep your hands clean. Yeah. Um, keeping away from big gatherings at the moment just because it's the smartest thing to do for you, for your health. Uh, so just stay safe out there. Um, if you want to listen to us in the future strings, make sure you are subscribed to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we said, we are on all kinds of different podcasting platforms. Uh, which includes Spotify mm-hmm. and uh, iTunes, which will give you notifications as soon as the new episodes go live. Um, I think I've gotten all the technical difficulties figured out, so we should Ooh. be releasing on time this week. Sorry for the delay on this past week's episode. Um, other than that, if you want to drop us a line or a comment, uh, maybe a question, anything that we can read on air to each other or just in general to make this a better listening experience for you, uh, you can reach us, again, DM us on our social media platforms. Uh, Instagram and Facebook would be best for that. Mm-hmm. Or else you can uh, reach us by email at thecooperatorsentertainment at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, other than that, I think we're actually going to call this episode Broken Pieces. No. Oh, yeah. I think that's... Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Well, I think that brings me to my question. So, if you have multiple holograms in a ship, and they're all on, when you're masturbating, do they see you? Jesus. <laughs> well, that's, I just want to, and also, if they're you, are you watching yourself <laughs> masturbate? Yes. Interesting. <laughs>